At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Pong. He is Amal Shaw. It's season one, episode 164, Return of the Mac, part two. That's right. Yesterday we had Greg McElroy. Today, Brian McFadden. Just just about 10 minutes. I got a ton of questions for him, both about his Seminoles and about the NFL season and some of these rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, I can't wait. He always brings good energy, good vibe, and has tremendous knowledge. I'm looking forward to your question to him about Bobby Bowden. What a legend in college football. You know, the term legend gets thrown around so People are so cavalier and flippant when using it, but he is a true legend of the game. I also really want to know if the people in Tallahassee are just waiting for Leonard Hamilton's boys to take the court, if that's the next time. They don't lose at the Leon County Civic Center. They're unbelievable over there. Uh, Good slate of college football tonight, though, Amal. I mean, this is is great. We had college football last night in Florida there, and now we got college football tonight, college football tomorrow, a full weekend of college football, and we conclude with Florida State uh, and Notre Dame on Sunday. So let's take a look at a couple of the matchups tonight. I want to start out with a game that's got a lot of betting attention, I know, here at Circa and with different books around the country. And that's a pretty good intersectional matchup between Boise State and UCF. I've heard people on both sides of this game, as well as the total in terms of its come down. You know, this total was 72 just a few days ago, all the way down to 66 and a half now. Uncle Gussie gets his debut tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. Offensively, a ton of talent back, but question marks defensively. They were bad as it was last year under Heupel. Not a ton of starters back. Can they slow down Boise State? Hank Bachmeyer back under uh, center for Boise State. 
They've returned 16 starters. Let's see what this can, team can do now. You've got a new regime there, so that's going to be something they have to address from this uh, point uh, team's point of view. But to me, I think it's going to be tough to slow down this offense. Mike, I think the humidity could be a factor in the second half. It'll be hot. The humidity is always high in Central Florida. That'll be a challenge in early, early September for the Broncos on the road. In terms of a home field advantage, do you think playing this game early or in September in Florida is more of an advantage or if they had to go to play on the blue turf in Boise? In terms of a line. Uh, it's a great question, and I think they're both equal. I think yeah. if you had to go to Boise, it's tough. It's a tough trip. It's a little bit easier going from Boise to Orlando. You just got to get one connection and you're there. Whereas you, know, you get out, it just seems like a little bit more challenging where Boise is used to that. But the humidity, I'm telling you, Mike, I don't think you can prepare for it. You know, if you ever lived in Central or South Florida, you know you walk two blocks in the middle of July, August, and early September, you're going to be sweating like you ran the Boston Marathon. Does this incline you to lay the points here with UCF or maybe look for a second-half bet when Boise's tired? Yeah, I tell you what, college football and college basketball, we talk about this all the time, there's some tremendous betting opportunities. If you sit around and are patient every Saturday and just wait for one second-half play, you got an incredible opportunity to really cash in. And I think a similar situation could arise maybe today, maybe tomorrow, or even on Saturday. But uh, this is a game I'm looking forward to watching. This is, to me, the best game of the day. Uh, to see, but I will uh, see how the game plays out before I get involved in it, if I do. Another game tonight, Citadel against Coastal Carolina. Coastal had a tremendous breakout seed. Look, at this is a great sports school. Yeah. They have they have a competitive Division One baseball team every year. Their football team got on the map. They had that signature win in the national TV game against BYU last year, a game that uh, I made a lot of money on in-gaming the under. They take on the Citadel tonight. This line is as high as 36, 35 and a half. It's come down a little bit. 34 in some spots, 33 at DraftKings here, a total of 54 and a half. We know the Citadel, Citadel runs that triple option. Yeah, you know what? That's the one thing. If you can slow it down, you should be okay. Coastal Carolina, 19 starters back, 10 on defense, a tremendous team all around. Mm -hmm. They should be able to dominate in this game. I don't have any interest in this game. Did you touch this matchup? I didn't, but I was listening to Mitch Moss this morning uh, with Paul Stone talking about the game. <clears throat> Mitch got a good number here. He got 35 and a half, and the theory is, you're going to limit the number of possessions. Paul Stone talked about it. The typical college football game has 140 offensive plays. Mm -hmm. Citadel's games are around 120 on average. Yeah. That, that's a 20 offensive plays is a big difference. And then the other angle here is a lot of coaches, when they're playing a school that's a military academy yeah. like this or associated with the military, are not going to run up the score. That's a very <laughs> fair point. The problem is, though, with the score right now, it's with a total of 54. It depends on how often you think the Chanticleers can get into the end zone because I don't think Citadel is going to score too much on them. Generally, when you play a triple option team, the biggest advantage is when you play them in week one. Your preparation for them is a little bit more in sync than it is during the season. So I think they'll be fine defensively in terms of facing this. Very low. Obviously, the totals suggest that this, this, we don't expect that the Citadel is going to get above 10 points, right? The, the implied score here is like 44 to 10. Um, but one thing is if you're thinking about a total or you're thinking about the side here and taking the points in a matchup with fewer number of offensive play. It's, the Citadel's not going to break out and start passing the ball when they get down yeah. 21 to nothing here. They're going to stick with they're going to stick with that triple out. You have to hope if you take the Citadel or the under here that they're able to grind out a couple of first downs each possession. This is the nuts I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw talking about the college football slate tonight and in less than 5 minutes we're going to have Brian McFadden, former Seminole, former Steeler going to join the program. We got a ton of questions for him Amal. Um you've already said that you like Ohio State here both from a money line perspective and laying the 14 as they go to Minnesota tonight to open the Big Ten season. Yeah, I think when you look at the Buckeyes' offensive line, one of the most talented in college football, I can make the case, and many people would as well, that it's the best offensive line along with the best receiving core. But it's not just that for me. I get you're taking in C.J. Stroud. Here's the thing what I always find interesting in college football. 
When Alabama replaces a player at quarterback, oh, it's just Alabama, they reload. But everybody else in college football doesn't. That's why, to me, it's shocking that Clemson's not the number one ranked team preseason or Oklahoma because you've got more experience at the quarterback position for both of those teams than you do for Ohio State and Alabama. In this matchup, if Ohio State's run defense, which was outstanding last year, can slow down Muhammad Ibrahim, I think Tanner Morgan and company are going to struggle to throw the football. They are not extremely talented, particularly losing Bateman to the NFL draft last year, going in the first round to Baltimore. It's going to be a challenge. If you're Ohio State, you want to make this team pass the ball, even though they were bad against the pass. I still think they're good enough from a talent standpoint to be able to slow down the Gophers. And if Minnesota's going to cover this game, Mike, I think they're going to have to get to about 24 to uh, 28 points. I'm interested in your take on week two um, when Oregon comes in to play. It's that intersection a week, right? Oregon goes to Ohio State. Washington goes to the big house to play Michigan. You leaned with the points with Oregon. I heard Paul Stone. He ranks Oregon number eight in the country this year. You like Ohio State minus 14 here. Do you have an opinion on that game next week against the Ducks? Yeah, I like um, Oregon there. I, I think when you look at Oregon, I don't think they get enough credit because they're in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. This is a terrific team. Our Marco uh, Mario Cristobal has done a tremendous job of recruiting. Kayvon Thibodeau, to me, I can make the case he's arguably the best player in college football, not just on the defensive side of the ball. You look at Dye, you look at Verdell at the tailback position, good speed, they're shifty running backs. I think they'll have some success. They've got, they, I like the way their offense is designed. Look, there's some talent there. The only question mark I have with Oregon, and this is where the one thing that keeps me from putting Oregon at the same upper echelon of the previously mentioned teams I said is the quarterback position. Uh, Brown, who transferred in from Boston College, I'm not particularly fond of him. I don't think he's necessarily a great passer. At BC, his career uh, completion percentage was around 55, Mike. He's not an overwhelming passer, and if Oregon falls behind in situations, not just against Ohio State, but whether it be USC or anyone else, I'm not really high on relying on him to win games. Game that goes off at 7.30 in Raleigh, 4.30 Pacific time. South Florida takes on NC State. We talked about NC State and Dave Dorn. 8-4 and four last year. South Florida only won one game. This total, this number here is 19. Paul Howard leans to laying the points today. I tend to agree with him. NC State is a much better team than South Florida. The Bulls have really gone off a cliff. That's why those coaching transitions, we talked about it with Nebraska and so many other programs. If you don't continue to make the right hire, you know, we saw it at Florida State as we're going to introduce our guest in a second here. It was just not the same program that this gentleman helped build along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's time to bring in Brian McFadden for the second time to the show. It's Hall of Fame week here. All of our favorite guests. And we were able to line you up to take some time. We appreciate it, BMAC. Uh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I want to start with this. I know we're a betting network and we're focused on, you know, actionable sports information. But, you know, since the last time you came on, your coach... Coach Bowden passed, and I wanted to give you an opportunity off the top to talk about the relationship you had with him and what he meant in your life. Man, we had a real good organic relationship. It was natural. It was real. Um, Number one, he recruited me, so that was the first step in establishing a relationship. And then when I got to Tallahassee, the relationship just grew. Uh, A very, very humble individual um, you know, religion, uh, religion, religion was a part of who he was as an individual. And he emphasized that throughout his coaching tenure there in Tallahassee, uh, will go down as one of the best football coaches to ever do it. And I'm just so thankful that I have, I had an opportunity to play under Bobby because, uh, he, he was an amazing individual, not just football related, but just in life in general, he was an amazing individual. BMAC, we'll get to some NFL stuff in a second. I just want to follow up real quick. One of the things that I really appreciated about him was You'd see in games after a loss, he's getting interviewed, his disposition. Never took the loss to a point where it was catastrophic in his life. I, I just have so much respect for people like him and Joe Torrey, who have such an ability to handle the situation, never too high and too low. Speak to his personality a little bit. And, you know, guys like yourself, 
Deion Sanders, Jalen Ramsey, all these guys, great charismatic personalities, and he let you guys be who you are. No question. He felt like the best way to get the best out of his ball club was allow these individuals to be individuals, but do it within a team-oriented matter. You know what I mean? So that's something that he emphasized. And like you said, the moment was never too big for Coach B. He was always level-headed. He always emphasized that to us. And one thing he used to say, every ball game, seniors won't let us lose. He put the pressure on the older guys because they had more experience. Seniors won't let us lose. And if we came into the, into the locker room at halftime uh, with a lead, he'll tell the defense, guess what? If they don't score any points, we win. Put the pressure on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, so he was so uh, strategic in how he went about his business. But I never seen Coach, never seen Coach Bowden get mad. I never seen him. Sc- no, I know I lie. I take that back. Playing against Florida one time, the referees had a bad call. Boy, he fired off on the referees. That's the first time I really saw Coach Bowden really get fired up on the sideline. But most, mostly he always was level-headed. He was always cool, never allowing the moment to get too big for him. And like I said, man, he was a guy who just knew how to relate to players, being an older individual, but still being able to relate to players and, 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 and keeping everybody under the same standard. Mac, a terrific weekend of college football wraps up on Sunday night as Notre Dame goes down to Tallahassee to take on your Seminoles. This line opened as an opener of nine, currently sits at seven and a half. Are you interested in taking the points with your school? It's, 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 it opened at nine. Now it's going down to seven. Seven in the hook, right? Yes. Yeah. Man, you guys out there in Vegas, you guys, you know something is up with this line. Um, it's almost like, you know, people, they're, they're telling you, they're begging you to take Notre Dame. They're begging you to take Notre Dame. The, nine, the, line, the, point, the, the spread was at nine. It has increased, I mean, decreased, I'm sorry, to seven in the hook. They're telling you to take Notre Dame. Granted, I'm heavily invested in Florida State. I got on my Florida State uh, uh, shirt. Uh, not purposely done. I just happened to put, put it on. You know what I mean? I, I, I like Florida State getting seven and a half and the reason why is because I don't know on purpose but they have yet to name a starting quarterback now coach Kelly from Notre Dame said he's preparing for uh, for Jordan Travis as a starter but you don't know who you will see at the quarterback position for Florida State not to mention there are so many new faces uh, a part of Florida State's ball club offensively and defensively that you don't really have any significant tape on we know one thing about Notre Dame, offensive line-wise, they will have some molders that will be able to establish the line of scrimmage. Running back-wise, they got a guy who will play on Sunday, but they have to replace Ian Book. And we know one thing about quarterback play, especially in college football. If you don't have a guy that can get the job done, that field is no longer 100 yards. It's 150 yards. So not seeing the same experienced presence that we've seen in years past from Notre Dame at the quarterback position when they had Ian Book will be something they will have to uh, uh, establish throughout time in this ballgame in Tallahassee. So I take, I take Florida State getting seven and a half. I love the point you just made about Ian Book. Excellent point there. Speaking of quarterbacks, Cam Newton gets released by the New England Patriots. Comes as a bit of a surprise to many people. Uh, they're going to go with, obviously, Mac Jones. Are you surprised they're going with the rookie and also the fact that they decided to release Cam Newton? And do you see him landing somewhere like Pittsburgh, potentially, or Dallas, two teams that could use a quality backup? You know, I'm not surprised because Mac Jones can play football. I was super, super high on Mac Jones throughout his time in Alabama, even getting ready for the draft. The only issue for Mac Jones when we look at the peer, his peers at the quarterback spot that were in the draft, they look more athletic than Mac Jones. When he takes his shirt off, you know, Mac Jones has a soccer dad-like body. Shout out to all the soccer dads that are watching me, by the way. I'm one. 
I'm one. So he has a soccer dad-like body. The other guys got abs. They work out. They're fast. They're athletic. And that kind of hindered Mac Jones a little bit. Remember, some of the negative things that were coming from Mac Jones were based on the lack of athleticism that he had compared to some of the other guys. But he can throw the football. He is a quality sound thrower of the football. He's extremely accurate. And he's a thinker. That's the most important thing that I look at quarterbacks. Can he think? Can he think on the fly? Can he process certain situations, certain schemes during certain situations? And Mac Jones has been able to do that, and he outperformed Cam Newton in the preseason. Let's keep it real. But I was surprised to see them release Cam because anytime you anoint a rookie as your starting quarterback, there's a good chance that he might go in a rookie slump at some point in time during year one. And if that happens, you have a reliable guy to turn to at the backup quarterback position in Cam Newton, not to mention what about injuries. But I think Cam wanted to be released. I think Bill Belichick granted him his release. And I'm just throwing out an assumption because now understanding and knowing that you're the backup to a young quarterback, you don't have a, a, a shot at trying to be a franchise quarterback in this for the Patriots because they have their guy in Mac Jones, who's a, who's a rookie. So trying to see what else is out there, you, 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 you threw out Pittsburgh. I mean, it's safe to say Big Ben is closer to the end than the beginning of his career. And I don't know if they have his successor on the team currently in Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. I think Cam Newton is better than both of those guys. That could be a sound spot, but we haven't heard anything coming from Pittsburgh and Dallas. You know, if you go to Dallas, you're going to be a backup. You're just hoping for an injury. Not hoping, but that's the only way Cam would play if something happens to Dak Prescott. And even if something happens to Dak Prescott, that still won't be a long-term situation for Cam because Dak Prescott is the franchise guy there in Dallas. So we have to wait and see. But I think the best situation for Cam Newton, just kind of wait and see what injuries happen. And that could provide an opportunity for him. We're talking with Brian McFadden at BMAC underscore sports talk on Twitter. Um, Two-time Super Bowl champion with the Steelers. Played for Florida State, Bobby Bowden, cornerback, and some free safety in college. BMAC, I want to ask this question, and I'm all brought it up about the Steelers and, and Cam Newton. It was talked about that it wasn't a cultural fit in New England for Cam. And I want to ask the question, from a macro standpoint, how important is it to be a cultural fit for a quarterback? And then would he be a cultural fit with Mike Tomlin and the Steelers if they went that route? Um, see, I'm confused when people make that statement. You know, we're playing a game of football. We're playing a sport. Who cares what the fit is as long as you win a ball game? <laughs> as long as you're playing good football, right? That's all that matters. As long as you're delivering the baby. We don't care how you deliver the baby and what you're wearing when you're delivering the baby. Just deliver the baby. Just play sound, productive football and get wins. So that is confusing to me, first and foremost. But talking about Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is an open culture. It's not about where you come from, what you listen to, what you eat, what kind of car you drive, wh where you live. It's about coming together to put your hand in the pile to try to hoist a sticky Lombardi. That's the only thing that matters in Pittsburgh. I don't care what color your hair is. I don't care what color your skin is. As long as you have the same mindset as the other guys in the locker room. So to answer your question, I think he would fit nicely in Pittsburgh. Because all they care about is delivering the baby. Delivering the baby. That's all that matters. And that's the only thing we all should care about. As long as you're delivering the baby. I don't care if you got on some hospital gear. I don't care if you got on some overalls. As long as you're great at delivering that baby, that's the only thing we should care about, right? Brian, I say it all the time. I love your point. People go, oh, I got lucky in the game. They don't ask you when you cash out that ticket. Oh, you got lucky? We're only going to give you 50% of the payout on this one. At the end of the day, it's exactly. about wins and losses. I, I love the point. Yes, that's it. 
You're absolutely right. And, you know, I think too many, too many people overblow things, and, and it's just ridiculous. Let's go back to college football here a little bit. Uh, these teams like Alabama and Ohio State bring in young quarterbacks, highly touted. But when you look at Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler under center, and then, of course, DJ uh, at Clemson, how much of an impact does it have to young, talented five-star quarterbacks coming in? How You feel like there's a little bit of a learning curve, and because these teams are so talented, they've got basically 12 weeks to ramp it up and to get to where they want to be. It is a learning curve when you're playing the quarterback position, but granted, some of the guys you mentioned, they have so many superstars surrounding them. That helps that transitional period out for them. Spencer's no longer a freshman. He's a guy who has experience. Many people believe he will be uh, uh, the Heisman favorite. When that, winning the Heisman Award will be a top first-round selection if everything goes accordingly. But some of the other guys you mentioned, uh, Bryce Young, a young player at Alabama, but he has so many talented players surrounding him. CJ uh, with Ohio State, Ohio State, CJ Stroud at Ohio State, some of the best wide receivers in college football and Wilson and Olave surrounding him along with a sound structure offensive line. So when you have these type of pieces in place, it's a different situation than being a young quarterback a first-year quarterback in the NFL. Because usually when you're a first-year quarterback in the NFL and they drafted you high, you're going into a bad situation. Offensive line play is inconsistent. Receivers is inconsistent. That team picked high because they were bad the year before. But when you look at some of these young quarterbacks that we're talking about, they're in some of the best possible situations you would like a young quarterback to be in. Ohio State recruits with the best of them. Made the playoffs last year. Won the Big Ten last year. So many NFL prospects on that team. Bryce in Alabama, we don't even have to talk about Alabama. We know what they have. DJ at Clemson, we know what they have. So they have the ideal scenario to be a part of, and because of that, that's why we've seen so many true freshmen take the league by storm in college football because it's not just about the individual skill set they have. It's about what is surrounding them. Mike, BMAC knows better than anybody. Florida State was the best program. Remember in the late 80s and 90s for about 15 years, they would have a kid come in, sit for two years, and then your junior and st- seniors would play. It was unbelievable what they were able to do. Hey, Mac, we got about a minute and a half left. I want to ask you this question. In today's NFL, the way the rules are structured and the way the game is called, is the only real effective way to defend the pass game to get pressure on the quarterback? Aren't the rules set up? It's so hard to cover guys for more than three seconds that rushing the passer is really the key when you look at a defense. Yo, it's been that way since the Mel Blunt rule became a part of the NFL. The male blunt rule, basically, it halted all the potential production you can get from defenders in the secondary because you can't touch these guys. Now you can't even touch these guys within, after five yards, six yards, they run into you, you extend your arm, it's a flag on us. But yes, the best way to have successful pass defense is getting pressure on quarterbacks because if they can't get comfortable, they're going to struggle. We saw that from one of the best guys to do it in the National Football League in the Super Bowl, Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes looked like a pedestrian when that pressure was getting to him when the pocket was collapsing. So me personally, if you want to see a successful secondary, you probably got a successful front that can put pressure on quarterbacks. Not to mention when you're putting pressure on quarterbacks, they provide turnover opportunities, and that's why you see a lot of interceptions coming from secondaries that can put pressure on quarterbacks. BMAC, this segment was always hot, almost as good as your background. Thanks for the time, B-Mac. We love it. Appreciate it. When we come back, we're going to continue on discussing college football this weekend.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Let's talk about some of the college football games tomorrow night. A good slate on Friday as well. The marquee matchup, North Carolina goes to Blackbirds to take on Virginia Tech. This line's been solid at 5.5 uh, for most of the week, but the total dropping again. We saw 66.5, 65, now down to 63, Amal. They scored 101 points between them in last year's game. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the same type of offensive performance from both of these teams when you look at them. Obviously, uh, you've got to replace the quarterback of Virginia Tech. That's going to be the big question mark in terms of who takes over. Braxton Burmeister expected to be the starter there. North Carolina with Sam Howell on offense, but they don't have that same running game. Offensive line back intact. They should be able to move the football. I think Herbert, uh, the Khalil Herbert, uh, not being there, Virginia Tech is going to hurt the Hokies offensively. Defensively, eight starters back, but can they be effective against this North Carolina team? I think they can keep it close for a while. I think North Carolina goes on the road, covers the game. I'm not going to lay five and a half here. It's not my style to lay this type of number in a conference road game. 
But I think North Carolina does that, and they win the game. Is this a make-or-break game for Virginia Tech? I think it's a very important game, how you play. You know, if you lose a hard-fought game, you feel like you may have a chance to be competitive in this division, excuse me, in this conference. But if they get their doors blown off, uh, it's going to be a problem. It could be the beginning of the end for Justin Fuente. Good matchup. We'll stay with the North Carolina theme. Duke goes to Charlotte uh, tomorrow night. Duke, six-point favorite here. We saw six-and-a-half earlier. Tick down a bit, a bit of money for the home dog. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Will Hilly's team, they got to get on track. Now, they have 17 starters back in total. But can they beat a team that's, you know, at a different level than them, Duke? Now, Duke doesn't have the same athletes. They only have 10 starters back, five on both sides of the ball. Cutcliffe is so good that utilizing his talent, really one of the great quarterbacks, coaches, and great coaches in football. But, you know, the problem is everyone looks at, do you win national titles? Well, you know what, at Duke, you're not going to bring in the type of players you do at other programs. So I think that's something you have to take into consideration. Uh, Charlotte, you know, to me, this is not a great team. Will Healy, uh, 9 and 10 in two years there. They haven't done particularly well. He's got to get on track. Uh, no play here for me in this game. I, this is probably the only time all year I'll probably look at a Charlotte game. I, I'm a little surprised that this line's under a touchdown, just in the fact that it might be an indictment that Duke is really at the bottom of the ACC. Well, they got to return. They, they lost yeah. a lot of talent from last year. That's yeah. the thing. You got to be able to replace that. And it, a little bit of that experience when you start the season always bodes well for the underdog in that situation. Yeah. Another game tomorrow night. This Big Ten line. I just love this Big Ten opening with conference games this early. We've got terrific matchups. As we said, Ohio State goes to Minnesota today. Uh, tomorrow night, an interesting game for, the, for, for this Mel Tucker and this Michigan State program to see where they're at. They're taking on Northwestern. They have to go to Evanston. Uh, and they're catching a field goal on the road here in their opener. Well, look, it's no surprise that they're getting points here. I mean, the fact that this number is this low tells you that uh, Northwestern lost a lot of talent from last year. Michigan State, to me, though, Mike, I'm not a big fan of this team. Mel Tucker and company, they've got a lot to prove, but this is a good opportunity. This this is the one issue with Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald over the years. They go and they'll beat a team, you're like, wow, I can't believe they beat them. And then they will drop that game at home, and you're like, how do they lose to this team? Kind of similar situation here. I, I would lean towards the Mildcats here, minus three at Evanston. I think they win this game. Uh, the total of 46, I would look towards the under a little mm, bit me here. Me too. That's what stood out to me here in this game. These two teams traditionally, especially when they play on that long grass, these games tend to be in the teens. Yeah. Uh, and I think this will be a close game. What What do we know about uh, Michigan State with, from the quarterback position, Amal? You know, I'm drawing a blank on who yeah. the starter is right now, but to me, when you look at this team, they've been inconsistent. That's what the problem has been with Michigan State. I'm looking up right now to see who the starter at Michigan State is, but that that's the one area. Remember, uh, it's going to be, uh, I don't it's it's going to be the Clemson transfer for Northwestern who's getting to start, Hunter Johnson. But when you look at Sparty, can this team find some consistently offensively, Mike? That's uh, Until they find it, I don't think they can compete with the rest of the league, and they do, have not had the quarterback play. When we look at the Big Ten East, it's Ohio State and the rest of them, but who do you think are the, the next two teams? Is it Penn State and Michigan on that side of the division, or do you count Indiana in that next year? Uh, I think Indiana's right up there with those two teams. I think they've got a great chance. By the way, I just looked. Anthony Russo, the Temple transfer. Oh. I remember when I saw him potentially starting, I said, this team doesn't have a chance at a bowl game. He's terrible. I, I can't even believe Michigan State is entertaining starting him. You can't find another guy? You're a Big Ten program? You're taking a Temple retread? Yeah. Saturday, uh, a big matchup in Kinnick uh, for both of these teams to get off to a start. But but Iowa and Indiana, this game I've had circled. I think this is a great spot for the Hawkeyes. Um, uh, taking on, yeah, I know it's back to three and a half here. We, you could have got it at three earlier. I didn't know if it would tick down to under a field goal. High hopes for Indiana. They had that terrific season last year. But they had a lot of fortunate breaks. The two-point try that, that went in their favor. And then an eight games, a plus eight turnover margin. I think 
I think they're going to bounce this year, and I think this is a good spot for the Hawkeyes. I might look at this when you talk about money line parlays, like with the North Carolina, to hook them up with Iowa on Saturday. I, I like that one. I think the Hawkeyes win this game. Look, you you and I have talked about this at length in the show this summer. Uh, Indiana had a great year last year, but a lot of it kind of benefited from that call against Penn State, where I thought Penix was a little bit short, and Indiana and Penn State mismanaged the clock at the end of the game, and it avalanched in a positive direction or negative direction for Penn State and positively for Indiana. Mike, they're a good team, but they lost some talent from that team. I, I love Stephen Carr, the uh, transfer from USC at the tailback position for Indiana, but can they win on the road? All right, when we come back, we'll go through our plays. Now is the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategies. Yeah, you only got about a week left to enter. And VSIN Pro Football Guide is the perfect way to start. Our experts have won major football contests all around Las Vegas. Our guide will give you insights on both against the spread contest and Amal's popular survivor pool. Download the VSIN NFL Guide today for only $19.99. Or better yet, get VSIN All Access and everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Go to VSIN.com slash Subscribe. I was going through the numbers. I'm all welcome back into the nuts. I'm all Sean Mike Palm for for our Survivor contest. Six million guarantee. I'm counting that Saturday next week is half a day, right? Because yeah, you only yeah, have yeah. till two. Don't wait till Saturday, folks. Okay. P- Remember, on Saturday, everybody has to get their NFL bin picks in for week one. So the lines are going to be tied up. The kiosk with people putting their picks in, the proxies and that. I count it as a half day. We need 407 a day to get to $6 million. Wow. I think yeah. I'll probably come in and do the entry at about 0300 hours. Yeah. I shouldn't be anybody here. Well, you don't sleep anymore. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're up all night. You're texting us all hours at night. <laughs> I, do apologize. I do apologize for the early morning Texas Marathon morning. poker sessions. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's up to. He never sleeps. Uh, good result for you yesterday. You had the game under with yeah. the Dodgers. The two maxes battling. Scherzer was fantastic. I don't know why he came out after 76 pitches. Well, I think the analytics said, you know, you can't have Max Scherzer, you know, future Hall of Famer, three-time Cy Young Award winner, go back out there for a seventh inning. All these does dominate the Braves. It was absolutely ridiculous. In seventh inning, they blow the game. They were fortunate enough. Justin Turner clutches up and gets a base hit. And then I think it was Seager, deli- or was it Seager afterwards that yeah. delivered the base hit? I mean, come on. It, it was just absolutely pathetic. I didn't the understand did. the, the Braves pitching change before Turner came up. He just struck out bets on a 99-mile-an-hour fastball at, at the letters. And then they switch pitchers, and Turner gets the hit, and then and then they take the lead, just as predicted, with that change. Um, two plays from you today. Yeah, we're going to go up into Minnesota, the Twin Cities. Buckeyes on the road here, lane 14. Not generally the type of number I like to lay, but, Mike, this is not a play necessarily on Ohio State. It's more of a play against Minnesota. Remember last year they got worked by uh, Michigan? Eh, I get last year was a bit of an aberration for everybody in college football to a certain extent. But I think Ohio State's talent offensively is overwhelming. And I think you'll get to see that on display starting out in week one. I like the Buckeyes there. Then go to San Francisco. I love this play today on the Giants against the Brewers. They've lost three in a row. Overall, they've lost four in a row, three in this series. Trying to avoid a four-game sweep by Milwaukee, who's been impressive. Giants have struggled to score. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they haven't managed more than two runs in any one of the three games. they got to get on track today here. I like the Giants minus a run and a half, plus 110. The original price itself, Mike, around 175, 180, depending on where you get the number a little bit too high. I would rather just take the run line here. Logan Webb's been terrific for the Giants. Yeah. He's another one of these surprise guys that before the season, would you have thought he was going to be 8-3 and three for them? No. Uh, but I, I like the angle of here. But Milwaukee 
it's amazing the impact Milwaukee's had here coming and winning these three games. Now the Dodgers sit in first place by a half game heading into this weekend series. Of course, today's results uh, still at stake here. I'm gonna, I, I had a decent day yesterday. We lost the first game of that doubleheader. The rest of them turned out okay. It was a rocking chair under uh, in the World Cup qualifier. Go ahead. Yeah, you mentioned the under in the ro- soccer game, easy winner. But I thought you were playing the um, Reds in the second game yeah. after that tough loss was one of the best plays all year long. Yeah, that was it was done early. Yeah, uh, over in the first inning. I'm going to go back to the World Cup qualifier in Europe. Uh, Spain, Sweden. Really surprised this number didn't come in at two. I don't expect Sweden's going to score against Spain. This is another likely zero zero one one nothing result here. Spain a slight favorite in this game. That's for two units. I'm telling you, this kid McClanahan for Tampa Bay has been outstanding, and I don't know if he doesn't get the ball in a game one of a playoff series. Sale was a cheap price yesterday. They had some of the COVID news there. They rallied to win the Red Sox to break the nine-game winning streak of the Rays. I like a bounce-back spot for the Rays here, too. I'd even look at the run line, but I played it here in the playbook, minus 155 against the Red Sox. I'm going to keep coming back with Cleveland. Who's Kansas City? Cleveland's (laughs) still in this race, okay? I agree. They bounced back last night. They came back. They trailed. They won in extra innings. Logan Allen, they get, they get the win here. Tristan McKenzie, slim with the tilted breath. Another plus price <laughs> going against Mike Viner in that hot team, the hot Royals that was the pick of so many preseason. Yeah, I like your pick on the Rays here with uh, Rube McClanahan's <laughs> grandson. I, I like think they've got a great opportunity. <laughs> right there at the Golden Girls yeah, in the absolutely. state One of, of the, the great theme songs of any show, yeah. show ever. Um, but I, I like their, them in this particular spot. Give the Red Sox. You called it yesterday with the Sailor, plus price to get it done. Plus price on sale. I mean, yeah. they, they were down 2 nothing. They came back and they won in that game. Um, I, I think the movement there was about the COVID news. You know, they're going to have a press conference at 1 o'clock Pacific. Uh, but, but interesting here in these baseball races, Amal, I, I want to ask you about this. Go ahead. Darvish terrible again yesterday for the Padres. Is he single-handedly eliminating their playoff chances? Yeah, five of his last seven starts now. He's given up at least four runs, and in uh, four of those starts, he's given up five runs or more. Excuse me, Mike, he has been And terrible. against terrible teams, he's gotten shelled by the Diamondbacks twice. Well, it was one game at home. I think it was he, in, in San Diego, right? He, he, yeah, and but he's gotten he's given up, uh, I believe, six earned runs twice now to the Diamondbacks on the road. Well, look, here's the one argument I always make at Chase Field. You can hit the baseball yeah. there. It doesn't matter who you are. You, you could be in a little bit of trouble there. And I, I was so mad. A friend of mine had texted me. The, he said, take the Padres over, and I took it over. But what I was mad about is I should have realized when he said that to also take the Diamondbacks. And Mike, Plus 220 you could have gotten. <laughs> how about the reverse run line at that, oh. in that ballpark? Yeah. Look, I, to me it was worth a shot. Mitch and Paul were both on the over yesterday. I, I, you, know, you mentioned it now that you got that play. And, and I said to him, don't you wish you had parlayed that with the, with the home team? We were, they said we were just fading Darvish, but we thought the Padres would score a bunch of runs too. Well, that was exactly yeah. what my buddy had said to me. He said, hey, play this game over because Darvish is really struggling. And uh, the price, you know what the one thing we're seeing in baseball right now? You're seeing some absurd prices in terms of uh, all around right now. Like these teams are just ridiculous favorites on the ro- at home or on the road. Are the Dodgers uh, now firmly in command to win the West? Look, we'll find out after this weekend. Uh, but I'm not going to say yes because, you know, for about five months now, we've been thinking the Giants are going to fade. You have to give San Francisco credit. This team is for real. They've been here all year long. I don't see them falling off a cliff at this point in time. They've had a great 2021. This team is a contender to get to the World Series. And let's see what happens. In the NL wildcard race, the Reds have a half-game lead on the Padres. Uh, the Cardinals are two and a half behind. The Phillies are two and a half behind. The Cardinals are, you can still get them at 10 to 1 to make the playoffs. Oh, that's a great bet. Is it worth a bet at 10 to 1? Of course it is. There's a lot of worse bets you can make out there. I mean, come on, 10 to 1 to make the playoffs? Look, the four teams you mentioned right now, I think, I, I think 
the way Jack Flirty back in the mix, uh, Nicholas back in the mix as well, you have a chance with St. Louis. You're getting your pitching back. But more importantly, taking a look at the Padres, you mentioned Darvish. Schedule but is brutal. Forget the schedule. There is a lack of just confidence and moxie with that team that mm. they had the first three months of the season. Their swagger is gone. And if you don't have confidence in any endeavor, you're not going to be successful. And I think that's impact of the Padres. I've got the Phillies plus $5, or excuse me, I've got the Reds plus $5. I'm looking at an alternative because even though the Reds play the Pirates so many times, I think the Padres' schedule is impossible. Do you know the winning percentage of the, the, the opponents for the Padres' last 28 games is 590? Wow. I mean, they have a brutal schedule. Of course, it's obviously heavily Giants, Giants, Dodgers, Giants yeah. and Dodgers. But as an alternative to the Reds at 10-1, to 1, I think it's worth a few bucks. Yeah, I thought that game that they blew against the Dodgers really kind of sunk them. Not that they were going to make a chase for the division, but it just feels like it's really impacted them for the whole postseason. Amal, I know you're very excited. Up next, we're going to play a new game called... Play, pass, or cash. My only question is, is this going to take more explanation than our survivor rules this year? I think so. (laughs) That's next on The Nuts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, one 800 5 Michigan 1-800-207-0717 Virginia 1-888-532-3500 Not valid in Iowa Welcome back into the Nuts I'm Mike Palm, he's Amal Shaw I'm sweating out the same tennis three-teamer as you You sent it to me at 5.30 this morning As I was driving in to do follow the money We're down to uh, Ludmila Samsonova Who dropped the first set to greet Minin yep. um, Right now, thinking about hedging Minin down to minus 170 now here Amal, I got a little better price because Iga Svitek came down. You had a little stiffer price. I'm getting uh, about eight, a little better than eight to five on the parlay. You're getting about six to five. Yeah, exactly. Great right? summation on the yeah. numbers there. And uh, Svitek struggled, uh, got it together in the second set, then bageled Fina Farrow in the uh, third set to win that one. Six love there. This was the shortest price, Samsonova, on the yeah. parlay. It's a, a little bit less than two to one here. So we're, we're sweating hey, that out. Hey, Mike, I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. we don't have enough time to explain the directions on this game before the show ends. Okay, so this is a new game that our former producer, or at least after tomorrow, <laughs> uh, Jacob Roach came up with here called Play, Pass, or Cash. And I'm going to give you three games that involve teams from the same state of all, and you tell me if you're going to play it, if you're going to pass it, or you're going to cash it. So in the definitions, cash it means you love it the best of the three okay. plays. Play it means you like it second best, and pass means you don't like to play at all. Probably for you, we should have had pass, pass, or lean, but we're going to go with this for now. So let's start with one of your adopted states. The Let me state ask of, you a question. Are you a comedian for deaf people? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> I like to speak, speak with my hand. All right, your home uh, adopted state, Ohio. Now, we know you already are on Ohio State minus 14. That's one of the three choices. The other two choices are the Bengals plus three against Minnesota, and the Browns-Chiefs over 53. Which is your play? Which is your pass? Which is your cash? Well, cash is going to be the Buckeyes. Okay. I like this one here uh, in terms of them being able to cover on the road. Uh, in terms of uh, play, I would go with... Uh, What's the lesser of the two evils? Yeah, it really is. I'd go Browns-Chiefs over 53, but it's hard to say first week. Mike, we haven't seen any yeah. of these guys really play. Uh, so let's stay with that one. And then pass on the Bengals uh, plus three versus the Vikings. By the way, I love how he force-fed me taking the Bengals in this spot. He didn't give me the Vikings as an option here. No, I don't know. I, got, I guess these are his leans on his $5 parlays. All right, the next one is going to involve his home state, Jacobs, of Indiana. Notre Dame minus 7.5 at Tallahassee. Indiana plus three at Kinnick. Or the Colts Seahawks under forty eight and a half cash on the on the Hawkeyes. That um, oh, wait a minute, he's got Indiana plus three, so I got to <laughs> take a pass. Then forget that. Why am I going to take a losing play? Poor guy didn't even get the best number. <laughs> and he give, he's and giving us a losing play here. <laughs> Indiana plus three. Let's pass on that one, I guess. Uh, uh, the Florida State would be a play. Um, I, I like the Seminoles at home getting the but number. But this is Notre Dame. This is Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I quit. I don't even. This is ridiculous. I got you're, you're giving me options. I mean, come on. This, this is like some of the requirements books have to meet their, you know, free plays. 
You're giving I got to take Notre Dame or no play? No, I don't want Notre Dame. So you're cashing the Colts Seahawks under 48 and a half? Or would this be pass, pass, pass for you? Uh, listen, We're going to have to open this up here. This let, is impossible let, let, with these definitions. Let, let's can, let's pretend this is a late-game situation. We're not going Joe Pasarczyk, and we're going to take three knees on all of these. We're not taking any of these plays. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more, though, about yep. Notre Dame and, and Florida State. I'm not high on Florida State, um, but I'm not high on Jack Cohen. But isn't it a little bit – I mean, Notre Dame's a top-10 ranking in everybody's polls. Isn't this number a little bit short? I know you don't like to play the road teams, but I'm not sure I want to take seven and a half here. I look, I tend to agree with you on both. I'm not playing this game. This yeah. is gonna be an, I, I I'm just disappointed that Florida State isn't once where they were because this would be such a great game on a Sunday night. But um I'm with you. I don't like Cohen particularly for Notre Dame, and I think the ranking is irrelevant. But you know, everyone's high on Florida State because their recruiting is going well. But you know what? Those guys are not gonna pay dividends for a couple of years. You know, Jade Norvell. Uh, I, I I still Mike question Norvell? Uh, Mike Mike Norvell his uh, uh, you know his, his expectations there. I think he gets to come in after Willie Taggart and get a clean start here, and he'll get a little bit of uh, a little bit of room. But I'm not sold on that game. All right, now let's go to your actual home state yeah. uh, of Florida. We have your boy Dan Mullen laying 23 and a half, the Jaguars laying three at the Texans, or the Buccaneers laying seven and a half to the Cowboys to kick the season off next Thursday night. Well, if you ain't a Gator, then you're Gator bait. Let's go with the Gators here. You know, cash on the Gators. I don't know. I don't know if I'll play this number, but I like Florida. I think Dan Mullen, offensively, one of the best play callers in college football. I like his team's chances here to be able to cover FAU. Look, they've got some talent, but can they put it together against a Florida team that's just overall just far superior than FAU? Short trip up, uh, coming up in this game to Gainesville. I think they get dusted. Jags, Texans. Don't want to touch this game. I didn't see enough from Jacksonville that impressed me. Houston, we're not even sure of the starting quarterback situation there. Um, they, they are just absolutely in disarray right now in Houston. And then the Buccaneers and Cowboys, again, not a game I want to play. I want to see Dak and company offensively. You know, the one thing that I think got blown out of proportion with Tampa winning the Super Bowl last year is, look, we know the greatness of Tom Brady in his career. And the Tampa defense played well. You know who they remind me of? Remember when the New York Giants went on the road and won the games and then they beat the great Patriots team in 2007? That's what that team reminds that me of. the game they beat Favre in a snowstorm? Was that the year that they won in the NFC Championship game? It, it might have been. I, I, I can't know they went remember. through Green Bay. They, one I, of those wild card runs, yeah. if not both. Yeah, it yeah. was. And yeah. um, it kind of reminds me of that. It, this was a team that played well, particularly well for four games, and everybody thinks they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Tampa's a very good team. I'm not taking it away from them. But I don't think they're one of the top. They're not the number one team or the number two team. I think they're up there in that top five range. And so I don't want to lay a touchdown with the Buccaneers here. I have more than a touchdown. If they had played Green Bay on a neutral site 10 times, how many times would the Buccaneers have won? I think Green Bay 6-4. Yeah. Yeah. That was close then. Yeah, I, I, look, it came down coaching, bad decision-making. Yeah. And remember, they got, they got the penalty on that third down call. If they're the PO, you know, right. Michael Lombardi said it. They didn't make the adjustments on coaching. We haven't talked a lot about this Buccaneers-Cowboys game. Pass for you here. I can't play Dallas. I, I don't, You'd have to give me 10 with Dallas to play Dallas in this spot. I just think their defense isn't very good. You're, you'd almost be you'd be betting here that this Brady is not going to perform very well against their defense because I, I'm not sure Dak and company can hold up against, uh, against that pass rush, and I'm not sure how healthy Dak is. I think it's just tough to play the Cowboys in this spot. I agree with you. I think Dallas's defense has got some question marks, but the thing is, whenever you have a first game of the season, you got a healthy quarterback. The one thing you got to remember when Dallas early in the season, I think a lot of people remember after Dak got hurt, they were moving the ball at will. Remember they had that big comeback, uh, or was that two years ago? I can't even believe the years run together. I was thinking about it against Atlanta, but 
Um, to me, I, I look at this Dallas team. They can put up some points. When you look at the offensive talent, if the offensive line can stay healthy. It was last year when they had that spinning onside yeah, yeah, kick. Yeah, yeah, Was that they, last and, year? Okay. Atlanta blew that game. Yeah. Um, and the atmosphere to open the NFL season and as Super Bowl champions at home there at, at Raymond James, I think will be tremendous uh, for the Buccaneers. Yeah, I tell you what, Tampa, what a year in sports it's been for them. The Rays get the World Series. Lightning win the title again, back-to-back, back, and then, of course, the Bucs. I was going to ask you a question with the with the Milwaukee Bucks winning the title. Is is Milwaukee going to become Tampa Bay here? This Brewers look terrific against the they Giants. Do. I mean, it's a pretty good sports year in Wisconsin coming up here. <laughs> no, and, and then the Packers, you think the Packers are the best team in the NFC? Yeah, and okay. also you have a chance with... Uh, uh, Wisconsin, the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. That's a great. I was point. thinking about it as the Brewers won the third straight game in San Francisco last night. I, you know what? I was really happy. Just a little bit off topic for Bucks fans and people in the state of Wisconsin. Great sports fans and great sports base there. All right, we're going to get to California now in our fun little game of uh, play, pass, or cash. UCLA plus three against LSU. The 49ers laying seven and a half um, against the Lions. The Chargers laying one at the football team. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. Uh, Ooh, on this one, mm. Mike, I hate to say it, but I'm going to go cash on the 49ers. I mean, Why do you hate to say it? Because you're laying more than a touchdown on yeah. the road to open the season. That is a ridiculously high number. But there is nothing that stands out for Detroit that you think they're going to have a chance, or at least I don't, where they're going to be very successful. Uh, play on for me here would be UCLA plus three. LSU having to go to Houston to get ready. They did not play a game. To me, it is criminal, and I mean absolutely an indictment should be coming down from some parish in the state of Louisiana against Ed Orgeron and Woodward, their AD, for Woodward. playing against a team that is already a game under their belt. I'm telling you, you said, I didn't see the UCLA game, but you said DTR didn't play well. Look, he's probably not going to be worse than he was last week. He's got an opportunity, and most, most of the time you make the biggest jump from week one to week two. Up and down those rosters, do you think UCLA has enough talent to compete with LSU? No, LSU's a better team, more talented. There's no question about it. But if it's that cut and dry every time, then every team that's better talent-wise, then like Ohio State should never lose a game in the Big Ten. I mean, if you take the rest of the league combined, they have more pros than probably the rest of the league. But what I'm saying is don't discount that game. You can find three and a half to them all. You don't have to take this stale number from Jacob. Uh, and then the, 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 the Chargers play is the pass. 100%, dude. I know you like this Chargers team going on the road. I don't know. It's, uh, who knows? It's good. It's a big game for them against a tough defensive team. I, I, I like Fitzmagic and company here. I, okay. I think they'll be ready to go. I think this defense is going to be outstanding. Looking forward to seeing them. I, I think the Washington football team, nobody's talking about them in terms of division, Mike. I think they're going to be a very good team this year. All right, and then we'll conclude with uh, New York. Dino Babers and crew lay in two at Ohio. The Jets plus five and a half against their former quarterback, Sam Darnold, in Carolina. Or the Giants-Broncos under 42.5. We're going to cash on the Giants-Broncos under 42.5 here. I think it's going to be tough sledding both sides. I think the Giants defense is solid. I don't like Danny Jones, particularly at the quarterback position. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to throw the ball generally more than 20 yards down the field. So I think you take that one here. What's your second play? A play would the be Jets? on Jets. Yeah, yeah. plus 5.5. Yeah, you, you read that one right. I, th- I kind of like the Jets with 5.5. I do too. I think this could be a field goal game. Uh, uh, you know, I think there's pressure on Darnold to perform against his former team. And so far, Wilson's looked very good in preseason. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll tell you what, in a survivor play, I'm liking this uh, Panthers play more and more. I think this is a three- or four-point win for Carolina. Don't you think the most popular play will be San Francisco, even though they're the road team in this spot? And, and they'll be in every teaser. Yeah, uh, you summarized right? both of them perfectly. I think yeah. so. I, I don't think it's even close. No, it, it will not be close. So if you decide to get in survivor, you're leaning, uh, you're leaning Carolina? I, I think I got to look at it. I haven't even really paid that much attention to it, so I'll take a look at it and then pass on the um, 
on the Syracuse, Ohio. By the way, got to give credit to Jacob. What a great job he did. He incorporated all five states that I've lived in, and he and put them all out there. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, he did a brilliant job, when except you, Indiana. Where did you live in California? Before I, moved, uh, before I moved to Texas. For how long? Uh, a couple of years. Really? L.A., yeah. Well, of course, L.A. You go to L.A. every other week. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> I, I'll say good segment just based on the whole body of work. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, <laughs> betting across America. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.